everybody. It's the She's the Owner podcast. I'm your host, Kara McCarran, and welcome to the show. Happy New Year. It is the ba, 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 6th of January. So to all my um, Eastern European friends, uh, Merry Christmas Eve. Um, how's everybody doing? How was your Christmas? How was your New Year? How how are you? What is going on? Um, so today I wanted to talk about the episode is, is really going to be about like your body and uh, your body's connection to your emotions. And the reason I want to talk about this is because I am starting to really hyper-focus on my health. Why would I do that? Well, I'm doing that because I'm sufficiently freaked out by, and this is the shitty part about humans, right? I'm just going to jump right into it. Like we get so complacent and we think, oh, no big deal. And then all of a sudden we're like, holy shit, my body's not really optimized and mine's not optimized by a long shot. And so this year I've, I've made a decision and I've not, it's not like I've completely ignored it, but I have definitely taken liberties with the way I I'm eating and the way that, um, you know, I'm taking care of myself and that's stopping now. And it's not, I hate the idea of new year's resolutions. Like I think they're mostly bullshit because people get into like February and they're like, fuck it. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. Or, or they just slack. And I just think it's a dangerous commitment to be making only once a year. If you're going to commit to things, make it multiple times a year. Don't just wait for one time per year. So I think it's a bit dangerous. And I think a lot of other coaches would say the same, or people in the coaching space would say the same. So it's not about a resolution. It's more of a, like, I'm going to up my game moving forward. And what game that is, is just the way that I take care of my body. And so why I want to talk about this connection to, um, the body when it comes to trauma and, and trauma might even be a strong, I mean, maybe it's not a strong word, but yeah, I guess, I guess it would come down to trauma is, so I'll give you a bit of a history of maybe I'll tell you a little bit about kind of the physical things that I'm experiencing right now. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about, um, how I think it came to be and how intuitively it feels like it makes sense to me based on, you know, years of researching and years of learning and understanding the body and the mind and the soul. And I'm still a total infant when it comes to understanding all that stuff, but regardless, like I just, you know, I've, I've done some work. So I feel that I'm at least qualified to talk about myself in this area. And my hope is that you're going to pick something up in it and you're going to say, holy shit, like maybe I need to really take a better look at that. Maybe I need to look at this piece of my health instead of thinking it's like, this has nothing, one has nothing to do with the other. Because in my experience and anecdotally, when I speak to other people, um, this is, tends to be true. And so right now, I, so I'm 46, my birthday's on January 24th, and I like Sephora gift cards, and uh, Tony Robbins events. So there, there's my list. Um, I'm kidding, kind of. And anyway, so I'm gonna, about to turn 47, and I've had multiple small surgeries, maybe not so small, but I've had multiple surgeries in my lifetime. So my first one was when I was 16, I had my tonsils out and then I had my adenoids out. Actually, sorry, my first one was my appendix when I was seven. So I had my appendix removed, my tonsils removed, my adenoids removed. 
Um, and then I, as I got older, I had two surgeries to remove cysts from my ovaries because I had quite severe endometriosis. And then I had, um, another surgery, which was to remove my gallbladder and I have Hashimoto's disease and I used to have Graves disease. And then I also have some arthritic or inflammation in my joints. Now, I'm well aware of the diet and how dramatically that impacts all of the things I just said. But what I want to talk about is the trauma of how, because if I look back and I did today, I made this little weird little, like this equal, this equals, this equals, this equals, this equals, this equals this, just so that in my own mind, I could see it kind of play out in front of me. And what I came to realize is that I was in a very chaotic environment as a child, right? So mom and dad drank a lot. There was a lot of violence. There was a lot of emotional shit, like you couldn't calm down. And so what happened? I got sick. My adrenal glands started to fire all the time. I was in fight or flight mode all the time. And that was probably from the age of like, as, as early as I can remember, it was probably 10 years old where I started to really witness the things that were going on in our family. And I was starting to get um, fearful. And that's also, by the way, when I went into my masculine, because I figured like, it just felt uncontrolled in my house. And so if I didn't take control, then I would think I would, I thought things would fall apart, which in some cases they did. So then I was right. My subconscious got to be right. Mm, green tea latte, delicious. So my adrenal started to overfire. I started to develop symptoms of Graves disease, which is an overactive thyroid. And that was plaguing me for years. Like I'm talking major around the clock panic attacks. Um, when I was at the height of it and at the height of it, it was I wasn't sleeping. Like I think the longest I'd stayed up was five days in a row. Like I would doze, but I was so hyperactive in my mind and in my body that I thought, I thought I was crazy. Like I actually thought I was schizophrenic and I thought if I close my eyes too long, I'm going to hear voices. So I forced myself to stay awake for five days because this was like, I couldn't, I couldn't get ahead of it. Like I would literally wake up and I would have a panic attack. So I was like, well, I can't sleep because, and it was just, it was constant. It was really, really scary. And I was very, very thin and, but I could eat like copious amounts of food. Like you couldn't, I could eat three Big Macs and like, I would, I would lose weight. My eyes started to bulge out of my head. My, I had a goiter that wasn't severe, but it was there. And I was just in overdrive, constantly in overdrive. And eventually, oh, sorry, and I'm pre-diabetic. There's another addition. So I'm 10 years old. I had my appendix out. I had my tonsils out when I was 16. By 18, I was in a full-blown, complete thyroid fuck up, like about to be in a thyroid storm. And if you know anything about hyperthyroidism, that's not good. Like that's very dangerous. So then they started treating me for this overactive thyroid. So all along, so here's what, here's the relationship I want to just kind of highlight all along. I was still having a lot of chaos in my life. I was having a lot of severe emotional trauma with my mother. I was having severe emotional trauma with my dad. I was still being 
like physically my mom would try to fight me and like just really fucked up stuff. So my thyroid goes berserk, of course, right? It's been in this fight or flight mode for what, eight years at this point, give or take. So they're trying to treat it. And all along, no one's considering the mind-body connection. No one's considering like is this kid under an extra amount of stress? Is this kid experiencing some shit that isn't normal for a kid to experience? No, they just assumed it was physical, had nothing to do with anything. And I'm not blaming any doctors, although I am going to call some of them out because I think they're completely, um, they're asleep at the fucking wheel, to be honest, this back then anyway. So I'm in this like, super hyper, super masculine, super stressed out state. No kidding. My adrenal glands are going to overfire. No kidding. That's going to eventually cause all my endometriosis to kick into high. Like if you look at it, if I look at it piece by piece, I'm like, no kidding. This all happened in my body. And so here I am, you know, 18 years old. And then I started having monster. And I mean, monster. I've had four children. I'm telling you this, these cramps were like labor and the doctor would say, Oh, it's just your period. Even at 15, 16. So I got taken away from my parents when I was 16 or 15 years old and put in a group home because it was just not a good environment for me to be in. And my teachers found out. And so they, I was moved. And I remember rocking back and forth. This was before my thyroid rocking back and forth, like sobbing and just not, not knowing what to do with myself because the pain was so severe in my stomach and they don't give you anything in a group home. They give you one Tylenol and like, you're supposed to feel better. And like, I needed morphine. Like it was that bad. <laughs> anyway, so all of this stuff, all of this chaos, all of this crazy, scary energy is in my body. And so no wonder I started to have these weird things happen to my endocrine system. Because everything that has gone on around me, internally rather, has to do with my endocrine system, which is the engine of your body. Your thyroid is the engine of your body. So here I am super stressed out. No wonder my, my engine of my body is in overdrive. It's trying to protect me. It's trying to save me. It's trying to keep me safe. And, but the, the around me environment was just too fucking much that my body just did, did what it needed to do. So then I, then I get to this place of, I need to go to the doctor. I'm not sleeping. My boyfriend at the time, bless his heart, took very good care of me. Um, and it was just, he's just so wonderful to me. Like I could not have asked for a stronger person to be near me during this time. And, uh, he took me to a hospital and I was in the, the psychi psychiatric unit because I thought I was mentally unwell. And the doctor said to me, have you had your, or she said first, she goes, did you, do you hear voices? And I was like crying. I'm like, no, but I'm sure I'm going to start. Like, I feel like we're the, the next thing is to see people that aren't there and to hear people that aren't there. And she said, okay. And she, and I said, the weird thing is I'm really hot all the time. And I started describing my things that were going on and she leans in and she's like, have you ever had your thyroid tested? I was like my thyroid and me going back to like grade 10 biology. I was like thyroid, 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 but I didn't know anything about my thyroid. I barely even knew what it was. And I said, no, my doctor just gave me antidepressants and anti-anxiety medicine or anti, anti-anxiety medicine, which was Paxil. And at the time that was a fairly new drug and my throat started to close when I started taking it. So this doctor was, a they, they all shit the bed, honestly, like it's a, it's an example of 
doing what you think you're supposed to do, but not really listening to the patient and not really listening to what's actually going on and just doing. And that's the thing. That's why I really don't like for your own health and well-being, a doctor is not the person who's going to do that for you. If you're in an emergency situation and a triage situation, 1000%, ER doctors, the greatest thing ever. But when it comes to your actual well-being, the doctors don't, they're not, they're not there to support. They're not there to obviously support natural medicine or having you look internally as to what's going on, because it could have turned out very differently. Right. And I'm not going to live in that because there's no point. It, it is how it is, but it could have turned out differently. It could have been a totally different, like, let's look at her environment and see how we can calm the adrenals and then calm the thyroid. And then the thyroid can calm the panic and the panic and da, 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 right? Like, no, it was drugs, surgery, or a combination of the two. That was what I was offered. So I'm in the hospital and like, it was so awful, the feeling like of just not having any control. So they send me home cause I'm not a harm to myself. I'm not actually mentally, um, ill and I go to my doctor and I take a blood test. Actually, sorry. I think I took it at the hospital to be honest. I'm quite certain that's what happened. Well, he calls me and I remember it like it was yesterday. Everyone says that, but I was in my house on Seymour, which is a street in Winnipeg that I loved that house. My friend and I shared it with both our kids. It was really cool. And I was, my boyfriend was there and I was in a towel and I had my hair in a towel and I answered the phone and it was Dr. Hayward, who was the doctor who was treating me, my GP who didn't listen to anything. And he goes, your thyroid is five times higher than it should be. And I was like, oh, and this, the feeling of relief, you guys, like, I was like, okay, I'm not, I don't have schizophrenia. This is amazing. And I was actually so fucking happy. And so then the treatment started and I was on a ton of medication. Like I was taking at the highest, I think I was taking 13 pills a day to, to try and manage this. I was taking heart medicine, um, PTU, which is to, supposed to lower it. And they just kept having to up it and up it and up it and nothing was working. So I was pregnant with Liv, who is now 21. And the, and my doctor, my endocrinologist, who was a total fucking pervert, like as an adult, now I'm looking back. I'm like, that guy was creepy AF. Like the way he put his hands on me was fucking gross, but I didn't know I was 20, whatever it's 20 something. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. But now I'm looking back. I'm like, he was fully not, he was not touching me the way he was supposed to be touching me. Let's put it that way. So I, he said to me one time I was pregnant with Liv and early on, and he said something like, well, do you want to lose this baby or something? And I was like, what the fuck? Cause I wasn't really understanding what he was saying. And I wasn't, I don't know. I guess he didn't think I was doing what I was supposed to, even though I fully was. So Fast forward, I have Liv and my thyroid's still crazy. I was really skinny when I was pregnant with her. I was really skinny when I was pregnant with Sydney. I mean, I was still 20 something, but I don't know that I would have been that size had my thyroid been normal and I'd have been a normal weight. I wasn't a normal weight. I was very un quite underweight, not very, but quite underweight. So I have Olivia and then they decide, okay, you're going to do this radioactive iodine again. I don't know shit about shit. My parents are fucking useless. They didn't, there's no help from them. Um, it was just a very weird situation. So I took it. And the crazy part is when I was in the doctor's in the hospital, cause you go to the hospital to take it, they are literally in hazmat suits and they hand you this little vial. If you're looking at this 
I mean, you should go watch this on YouTube instead of just listening to it. But they hand you this little vial that looks like a little, like, you know, there's a bit of liquid and it looks like a drug vial. And they, you take a sip of it and then you leave. I was drinking fucking radiation. There was a reason they were in hazmats and protective gear, but a stupid 23 year old had no fucking clue. So Ken is with Olivia and Sydney, and I have to go to my parents because I'm radioactive and I need to go and hang out where there's no babies. And my, I have to pee and clean the toilet when I pee, like it's a whole fucking thing. So then my thyroid, totally bottoms out and they don't tell you that at the hospital they don't say hey you need to switch your like my endocrinologist the new one I got a new one after this he literally asked me where's your blood work I'm sorry what where's my blood work dude I left my blood here it's kind of in your hands now and I was like as if he just asked me where my blood work is he fucking did so long story short my thyroid goes to the shitter and I gained 50 pounds in a year about, hold on, I'm having a sip of my green tea. So I go from really small to really fat, in my opinion. I look like shit. I was swollen. I was puffy, tired. My hair is like shit. My nails wouldn't grow. I look like garbage. Nobody said anything. So then we go, we play this game of level thyroxin, which is the medicine they put you on. It's never been where like on a lab, it might be good, but I haven't felt good. I've never felt good. Like, and I'm not being dramatic and I'm not being like, I don't want sympathy, but I've never felt good. Like, I don't know a time where my body has been like, oh, I feel great. Like never. It's either too hyper or too fucking slow. There's no, there's has never been balanced yet, which is super frustrating, especially for somebody who is so positive and like always looking for the silver lining of things. It's really frustrating. So anyway, I do this level thyroxin thing for a bunch of years. And then all of a sudden I go for an ultrasound. I think it was for my ovaries. Excuse me. I'm not even sure why I went. And anyway, she finds gallstones instead. My ovaries are beautiful, but she finds gallstones. And I'm like, Okay, I don't really know what that means, except for doesn't sound great. But she says, don't do anything. They're asymptomatic. Until they bother you, we'll just leave them. That's when she should have said, it's time to change your diet. I'm going to hook you up with somebody to teach you how to eat because I'm eating whatever anybody else is eating. I'm not, it wasn't a crazy nothing, but I'm my, my endocrine system is already fucked. Things are slow in my body. So my metabolism is slow. So gallstones, easy, that's thyroid, low thyroid and gallstones and gallbladder issues are common. Nobody told me that. And I'm not saying, like I always say, you guys participate in your own rescue. But when it comes to stuff like this, also there wasn't the internet during a big part of this. But when it comes to stuff like this, doctors should know this. You have gallstones, you must be eating like shit and or whatever the case is. I need you to eat like this. I need you to wreck or go and research this. Like no, there was nothing. So I just kept going on. And then two years later, I started having trouble, pain in my stomach, the worst fucking pain I've ever had. If you've ever had gallstones in your gallbladder, oh my God, painful. So long story short, I get myself to a naturopath. We try for two years to shrink these stones. Nothing worked. They got bigger and bigger, bigger. Eventually I had to have an emergency gallbladder removal. My 
liver enzymes were like 1300. They're supposed to be under 85. Like it was fucking brutal. So that goes. I'm not really told to do anything different. Now the problem's out of my body. I can eat fat because gallbladder, gallstones, when they get stuck, fat is the thing that will trigger them. I was, I lost 30 pounds in a month because I couldn't eat anything. Everything would bring an attack on. So whatever, I just carry on, go about my day. And now here we are, I'm pre-diabetic because the weight still from the thyroid still on. I've had a very, very challenging time getting rid of it. Yes, I know it's a lot of my subconscious for sure, but I also feel kind of overwhelmed. Like, you know, when you know, you feel like you know too much on a topic that you don't know what the right way is and the wrong way is. That's kind of how I feel about natural eating, like around food. Anyway, so now I'm at this point where I'm pre-diabetic. So I do watch my blood sugars because again, low thyroid endocrine system. When I got pregnant with Amelia, I had gestational diabetes. I've never had that before. I've had two kids before that, never had it. I had to do insulin. Like it was a real thing. So now I'm pre-diabetic. I hover at the door. Like I'm knocking at the door of diabetes, but I keep turning back and, and fixing it. So I'm not, not, not going through the door. So here we are, 2023, January 6th, 47 almost. And I'm way too big for my size. Like I'm small boned. If you're looking at YouTube, you can see my bones are teeny. Like I'm not meant to be a big girl. Um, I have definitely sluggish bile ducts. So the thing that connects pancreas to liver and then gallbladder also, but my gallbladder has gone is the bile ducts and they can get sluggish and they can even have uh, gallstones if you're not careful. I've not been careful. So now I'm in pain some of the time. Like I will have these like attacks kind of where it feels similar to a gallbladder, but not totally. And you can just feel like inflammation. And then I freak out because it scares me. I'm like, fuck, now what? Um, I know for sure my liver is fatty. It's like super, super common nowadays in North America. I would say like, I mean, I don't know what numbers I've read. High numbers of people have uh, fatty liver disease and that it's just like it sounds. And so make no mistake. Like everyone's like, Oh, your liver is supposed to cleanse. No, it wasn't designed for the shit we do to it. Now it just wasn't like we, our livers have not evolved at the speed, which they need to evolve to handle all the toxins we put into it every single day. So now I'm like, if I don't get this under control and I don't heal my liver, heal my pancreas, heal my bile ducts and heal my body, no amount of real estate course is going to make a fucking lick of difference. No amount of coaching you is going to make a difference. Nothing will matter if I'm not healthy and thriving. I'm tired all the time for years. And then on top of all of that, I'm perimenopausal. And that's natural. Like that's a natural part of life. I'm 47. It's supposed to happen, but it's just exhausting just being around. And then I couple it with the fact that my body's not cleansing the way it needs to all the things. And so why I'm telling you this whole story is because look where the beginning was. It was in trauma that my body started to respond to trauma. And that's what I believe has happened. I don't feel like I just got a sh the luck of the draw and like, this is my body. I don't believe it's genetics, right? Like there's epigenetics, your mind and your thoughts create your reality inside your body just as much as anywhere else. So I really do feel like 
it was the trauma that I experienced as a kid that was the catalyst for all the other stuff that's happened. And that makes sense. Like when you think about my fear of not speaking up or my fear of not speaking came from the, came from my voice, like that fear, then I have a thyroid disease. Like it's interesting, right? So what I want, why I'm bringing this up is here's what I want you to think about. I want you to think about, is there a connection between trauma that I've had and a body part or trauma that I have and an ailment that I have? Like, I really want you to start thinking about, cause it's great. We talk about coaching and relationships and mindset and all the things we talk about on this podcast. But if you don't have your health, you've got fucking nothing, ladies. Like there's zero, it's ground zero. And the more of more times you put it off, put it off, put it off. Eventually it's going to, like I say this all the time, it's a sausage casing. It's going to come out and my shit has come out. And so now I'm addressing it. So please, please, please. I want you to start looking at the correlation between maybe some of the trauma that you've had and your body and think about how can I like, for me, it's cleansing. It's getting rid of anger. Still, there's still anger left in my body from my childhood. So I'm going to focus on loving the shit out of my liver. And if you have, if you're confused and I don't know where to start, start there. Your liver is the most important organ in your body at this point. Okay. Your liver, if your liver fails, it's a really hard road back. So think about how can I love my liver? So eat more vegetables, obviously eat more fruit, green tea, juices, beet juice. I'm drinking beet juice. Like it's on my desk right now. I'm going to have it when I'm done. So there's so many different ways that you can support your body. I'm not going to go through them all. You can look those up because there's way, way more eloquent ways to say it than I, than I can, but be really cognizant of what, if you don't, if you don't love the insides, you're not going to be able to love anything beyond you. Like that's the fact. That's the fact. So I hope this was helpful to you. Um, if you have any questions or you want support, if you want to do something with your health and you want support, let me know. I, you know, I can hold you accountable. I do know a lot of stuff. I know a lot about juicing and all those things. Anyway, I love you so much. Have an amazing rest of your day and I will talk to you on the next episode. See you later. Bye.